welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 27th of November, and the title of this episode is Black Cyber Weekend. Gallant Night Games is in the spotlight this month, as voted for by our patrons. On Geek Native, you can read the interview with Alan Barr. He thinks GKG is best known for Tiny D6, and he would like to be best known for paying people a livable wage. We also talked about the community and fragmentation of RPG audiences. Are many small communities greater than some of the parts, or does it just make it harder for publishers like Gallant Knight? We also talked about Gallant Knight's no harassment policy for gaming conventions. That interview was finished, posted and shared long before the news that Mandy Morbid has a new GoFundMe for legal fees. I googled the phrase Black Cyber Weekend before this podcast and Cyber Black Weekend neither seems to have dedicated articles but I've seen the term a lot. I like both. It is of course a portmanteau or Black Friday as a sales crush from North America that follows Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday, the online rush that follows the same weekend. The whole weekend seems to have been scooped up into those days and neither sale is exclusive to the States anymore. It's a four-day shopping fest. It's Black Cyber Weekend. Today's audio EXP is simply dominated by discounts, deals and free previews. Other than that, it's been a relatively calm news week. And that makes sense. Even Kickstarter was slower than usual. I added only 25 project launches to week 128 of Geek Nata's Kickstarter tracking, and that compares to 43 the week before. One bit of news worth discussing early is the impending price hike on the Arcadia magazine from NCDM and Matt Koval. That will go from $7 to $12. Patrons get it for free, of course, but the $5 tier will be retired when the Arcadia price increase comes into effect. You will be able to join from $10 after that. However, there is something of a workaround. You have until December 1st to grab that $5 slot, though Patreon is very slow to process new signups. So I recommend doing it this weekend if you want to back MCDM. And if you do, you can support them for five or a month, get Arcadia as part of that deal, and get it forever at that price. You'll be locked in. Because if you leave, even briefly, you can't get back in at $5. But you are getting that popular 5e zine for less than half price. And while we're talking about annual weekends and deadlines, I really want to mention a spirited away perpetual calendar I found in Etsy. You can see it on the blog, links can be found via the transcript, and I will admit I'd never heard the phrase before. Lining days with dates and months means some calendars can't be used from one year to another. May the 10th might be a Friday in one year and a Tuesday on the other. A perpetual calendar uses a design to avoid that. The one I found is a lovely diorama and it shows Chihiro and No-Face sitting together and it uses cubes with dates, days and months written on them as part of the calendar. Now you simply rotate those cubes to show the correct month, date and day combination. And it looks great. What else looks great this week? Well, some new game announcements caught my eye and some free quick starts. Let's do the new games first. First up, 
Firelock Games have announced an RPG called War Stories. War Stories is set in World War II and around D-Day. It'll use Free League's Year Zero engine. It's hard to name another Firelock Games RPG as it is to name another non-Free League Year Zero RPG, which makes the game pretty interesting. Aside from that, it also looks pretty good from the few teases we've had. And there, there isn't a surplus of RPG war stories out there, is there? Another game due out next year that looks great is Shield Maidens from Mongoose. Get this, it's a mashup for Vikings meets Cyberpunk. In the game, characters are Shield Maidens who try and protect the Nine Realms even though the gods are locked in a war and no longer pay humanity any attention. A set of D&D adventures caught Ed Greenwood's eye and earned his recommendation. And Greenwood created the Forgotten Realms, is still a popular and active contributor to the D&D community, and so his call-out caught my attention. The adventure in question is Cryptgarden Ascendant, and it's part three of three, and you can find the other two via the blog. Cryptgarden is a canon part of the Forgotten Realms, and home of a particularly nasty green dragon. If you want to sample without splashing cash, then I've got four quick start suggestions for you. The first up is a 5e game coming from Greece. It'll be on Kickstarter next year, and it's called Soul Mist. The free beta is the fate of a soul spark. It's a chance to sample the game, and you get to vote for what happens in the story. It's a dark fantasy in every sense. The world here has become locked, so that one side is always facing away from the sun. From that forever night, new horrors are beginning to emerge. And due on Kickstarter very soon, within days, given that the preview is happening at Dragonmeet, is Leyline Press's mecha game Salvage a Union. The quick start is out. That's over 40 pages for a game in which your HQ is a roaming mecha and you plod, drive or trundle around the wastelands trying to survive through salvaging. And then there's Shardstone Assembly's Scavenger. The PDF for the full game has been out for a year. The Kickstarter is very late in delivering the print books, but the quick start reminded me of how good it looks. And that's why I backed it. There are two worlds in this game, connected. One is a Bronze Age fantasy, and the other far more alien. The final free-to-download quick start is Magpie Games' Root TT RPG. And this quick start from Free RPG Day has basic rules, factions, pre-gen characters, and enough to get you into the Woodland War. And if you think that's a lot of free quick starts, then you'd be right. But I suspect it pales to the number of geeky retail discoveries I made this week. I only blogged a handful, only the best, but still many. Since we already do bundles in Audio EXP, I won't do many more here but I do want to talk about some macro stories. One is survival through change. Well, nearly. Hawkins Bazaar was established in 1973 and has sold geeky merch since then. It has gone bust and been rescued a few times. It's hard to compete with Amazon. The latest deal is an acquisition by the UK retailer Mankind. They've bought the stores, stock, website and customer details from Hawkins' previous owner. The site stockingfillers.co.uk was part of the deal. The sites for both brands already redirect to Mankind. They're gone. 
surely this means Hawkins Bazaar, the brand, is on the way out too. It's just until the retail locations are rebranded to Mankind. It will be good news for any staff still employed there, as I hope it means some job security. Although behind-the-scenes staff never benefit from a merger. You only need one head of HR, for example. Only one CFO. Should we be sentimental about a brand? Well, I suppose it depends on the brand. Hawkins is a name I recognise, but not one that provokes strong emotion. However, what provokes strong emotion in me is the urge to keep up competition, shop local and indie while I can, and not killing the planet through brutally inefficient shipping and transport. Transport and logistics is my other macro note. I've blogged about a free tool from a not-free parcel delivery service called Parcel Hero that lets you work out when the Christmas delivery cut-off dates are here in the UK. All being well, we have some weeks left, but some retailers in the electronic sector are the exception. With them, you are already cutting it fine. In the same article, I spotlight the all-powerful Amazon and call attention to some popular toys there that are very likely to sell out. Yes, even there. And again, you can find all the links via the transcript. I also took a stab at doing a story around geeky subscription services. There's a site called Whirly that lets you trade toys with other parents as a subscription service model. And then there's Mel Science's Kidbox, which sends out regular brain-boosting toys and projects. However, I got some data back from Pop in a Box, and therefore they are the dominant feature of the story. And I end up trying to make the case that it is better to send 10 £10 gifts throughout the year rather than one £100 gift in the commercial craziness that is the end of the year. I know that means more deliveries, but planned deliveries are different as retailers can look for efficiencies in their stockkeeping and logistic management. Pop in a box, let me know what, in relative terms, their most popular subscription boxes are. And here's the top five in reverse order. In fifth place, Star Wars, beaten by Harry Potter, beaten by the Disney box, beaten by Marvel, and in the top spot, the most selling subscription box of Pops is the classics. Yes, Star Wars is after Harry Potter. I'm surprised. And since we've gone fully retail, let's get into those sales and bundles. At the time of recording, and although Pazio is doing something with their own store, there's no Pathfinder Infinite sale. But there are Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Black Cyber Weekend, if you will, deals on the Storyteller's Vault, DM's Guild, and Drive-Thru RPG. When I did an early analysis of the bestsellers, it was the OSR Cepheus Deluxe, followed by stars without number selling the best at DTRPG. Modifius's Infinity PDF collection offered the largest savings in cash terms. At the DMs Guild, the top two were the Wild Beyond the Witchlight Complete DMs Bundle and Map Pack by Eventer Games, followed by Exploring Eperon by Keith Baker. A D&D merch discovery is the news that Fun.com has a D&D merch section now. I saw Black Cyber weekend deals on the official D&D umbrella, the D&D Monopoly and others. Sadly, the claw dice and gelatinous cube tree ornaments weren't part of the discounts, and that's what I wanted the most. Right, let's do bundles now. There's music to start off. 
and if everything is as promised, the Mighty Game Music Pack from Fnatical isn't just music designed to be played back into your RPG, but is licensed appropriately to be used during streaming. I've linked to that license in the blog. At Humble, you can get about £500 or $630 worth of tabletop RPGs in a £20 or $25 bonanza. There's also a 3D printable adventure set with files and minis and 5e stat blocks for them. Then, at the bundle of holding, there's the Indie Cocuponia 9. That means small press titles like Against the Dark Master, Ultraviolet Grasslands and Iron Sworn Delve. Liminal, the urban supernatural mystery RPG, also has a single tier bundle of its own. Lastly, Al Seeger's Point of Insanity Game Studios set up a bundle. Al wrote for Geek Native a few times many years ago. And this is a charity bundle with all money going to support the Christmas parade car crash survivors that so horrified America. Al has connections to the area. And on that note, let's wrap there. Keep safe, masks are cool, stay warm, and see you next time.